on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Dominic Catronio. Well, that was pretty deflating after a little bit of mojo coming out of a good homestand. Four and two at home, headed back to the road. And we talked about it leading up to this. The Diamondbacks are much better than their record indicates. The Brewers fall 5-0. They see the first of two aces that they're going to see on this series. Merrill, Carroll, Merrill Kelly was as advertised. Zach Gallen was is uh, still lurking to come on Sunday. So it's not going to get any easier if the Brewers are going to want to win this series because they still got the true ace waiting in the hole on Sunday. I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks for joining us. If you're up late, we'll be with you for another hour or so. We'll take it all the way to 1230 out in the Central Time Zone, 1030 out here in the Mountain Standard Time. Yes, not Pacific Time, Mountain Standard Time. It's just a play on words. It's technically Pacific time. Don't get me wrong. Just the, the technicalities of it from an Arizona here at Chase Field. I'm Dominic Catronio. If you want to join in on the show, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620. You can text. You can call. You can tweet me as well at Dom underscore Catronio. Again, we'll be with you for about an hour tonight. And, well, the Brewers, not only did they lose the game, they also might have lost Christian Yelich for a little bit. We learned from Craig Council after the game, it feels like something in his neck will learn more tomorrow when he arrives at the ballpark. But Christian Yelich was removed from this game in the fourth inning. Did not return due to a discomfort in his neck. And uh, we'll await word for more out of the clubhouse and what we find out when the team arrives tomorrow. But we'll hear from the head man, Craig Council, talking about that a little bit later. But the real story of this game, I mean, Brandon Woodruff, yes, he will be saddled with the loss. He didn't pitch terribly. He just got off to a terrible start as he allowed three runs in the first nine batters faced. The two-run homer by Christian Walker, and then the RBI single by Geraldo Perdomo. If you can sense the theme here, the two-out run scored, all five runs scored by the Diamondbacks, came with two outs in this game. In fact, they were six for 13 with two outs, starting five for six. That's where the game was lost, not being able to finish innings off because Brandon Woodruff got the first two outs on nine pitches to start this game. Then a two-strike double by Cattell Marte down the right field line set the stage for Christian Walker. And on a hanging curveball, his 31st home run of the season. Merrill Kelly on the other side, he was tremendous. I mean, he's been great for a lot of the season. He came in with a sub-3 ERA, even despite having an eight-earned run outing in just two innings earlier this year against the Dodgers. So his ERA in seven shutout innings goes down to 2.84. Woodruff's rises to 3.54, not able to get out of the sixth with five earned runs allowed. Only four strikeouts as well from Woodruff, which was something kind of odd for him to see. Uh, For Woodruff, he threw 97 pitches, 65 were strikes. The bullpen was scoreless for the final two and a third innings. We saw Luis Perdomo return as well. The Brewers kept the A bullpen intact, at least, for the uh, rest of the weekend here at Chase Field. Brewers fall 5-0. And looking ahead tomorrow, Eric Lauer, who really has been a stopper 
as of late for the Brewers, is going to need to get back on track. Remember, he had a ton of walks in his last go-around uh, against the Pirates, or excuse me, against the Cubs. Also uh, gave up a couple of home runs, but Lauer 10-5, and five, a 3.58 ERA. He's facing old friend Zach Davies. Zach Davies 2-4, and four, a 3.82 ERA coming up tomorrow. Same time, same place, an 8.40 Central Time first pitch. Our coverage begins at 8.05 right here on the home of the Brewers. WTMJ. Vinny Rettino is going to join us and break down this loss for the Brewers. Again, 5 nothing. Only four hits tonight. You can't say, oh, there's plenty of time left for much longer. It's September now. It's real. You can't just sit here and say, oh, well, the, let's get them tomorrow. No, there's there's got to be some urgency now, and I want to hear from you as well. It is 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Vinny Rettino is going to be on the other side of the break next on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. fall 5-0 tonight to the Diamondbacks, the first of four out here in the Valley under the roof with air conditioning. It's a hot one out here, not going to lie, but nonetheless, getting inside Chase Field is always a lovely feeling. I'm Dominic Catronio. You can join in on the show. Our AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. You can always tweet me as well. Uh, I also had one tweet already roll in here from Scott asking, was Woody getting beat on a certain pitch tonight, curveball for example, or was he getting beat on multiple pitches? That's a good question, Scott, and I think a good guy to help answer that and talk about Brandon Woodruff's outing. Joining us on the show right now, Vinny Rettino, analyst on Valley Sports Wisconsin and, of course, former Milwaukee Brewer. So, Vinny, what, what's your observation of that statement? Was there something that you saw Brandon Woodruff struggling with tonight? Was there something he was getting beat with? Well, so just diving in a little bit, that is a good question, but just diving in a little bit uh, more on that question was the fact that Brandon Woodruff had two outs in every single inning that the Diamondbacks scored. And so I thought there was a little bit, I, w I don't want to say lapse in concentration from him, but what happened was in that first inning, Ketel Marte hit that double when he had him with two strikes, and that was on the fastball. And that was the big at-bat in the inning because there was a quick two outs in the first, and then that double happened. And then that's when Christian Walker hit that home run. That was the that was the hanging curveball. So fastball, then curveball is what got him there. And then Alec Thomas hit a fastball for a double. And then Perdomo hit a fastball the other way. And both hits weren't hit particularly that hard. And then the Josh Rojas double was a changeup. So he got beat on all of his stuff. Um but at the end of the day, I thought I thought Brandon Woodruff pitched well. He had five at-bats that I just spoke about that he did not pitch well in. So um, it was just a tough outing just because he pitched well enough to win but ended up giving up five runs. That's the, that's the, that's the nature of the beast of pitching. You can do a lot of things right and still give up five runs. What I'm most concerned with from the offensive performance tonight, and as we saw in really all of August, is the lack of reps with runners in scoring position. Just one at-bat the entire game with a runner in scoring position. The Brewers had no extra base hits in this game. Just four singles. It's not sustainable. It is not going to keep this team uh, interested in the postseason, or at least being thought of as a threat, if they're not going to get... Look, you can survive and win games without hitting a home run, but this Brewers team hasn't been able to figure out how to do that yet, and going 0-for-1 with a runner in scoring position... The dugout knows it. The players know it. You and I know it. That just 
You're not going to win any games doing that. You're not. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, like, we can talk about how well Merrill Kelly pitched, and he did, and he's a different guy from last year. What we saw, he's one of the worst pitchers in all of baseball, starting pitching-wise, was Merrill Kelly. He almost had a 5 ERA as a starting pitcher, and this year he's pitching as, you know, as one of the, the better arms in all of baseball as a starting pitcher. It, but to your point, Tom, you got to do something. You got you to foul off tough pitches. Um, you got to make adjustments somehow. I'll just put the ball in play and hopefully get a bleeder or two. Um, and and they really they really just were totally dead offensively tonight. And we've seen this from this group from time to time. Um, this was just another one of those examples. And for the Brewers, look, the offense, two hits from Jace Peterson, got a hit from Hunter Renfro uh, and Willie Adamas, but that was it. They also didn't even draw a walk in this game after all the walks they drew yesterday. So it's a team that kind of – stacks itself up on a house of cards, right? So if they draw walks, then they're getting opportunities for runners in scoring position, they would hope, and where those singles put runners on the corners and things of that nature. But that wasn't happening tonight, in addition to not hitting home runs. And tip your cap to Merrill Kelly. The cutter was really on. He threw a ton of right-on-right change-ups. And for today's baseball, and for folks who maybe aren't familiar, that's a very rare combination. That's not something you exactly encourage young pitchers to do unless they have great command of the changeup, which Merrill Kelly did tonight. Can you help explain why the right-on-right changeup is such a rare pitch call and why he was so effective with it tonight? Well, typically the right-on-right changeup, that goes right back into the barrel of the hitter, and so you kind of want to avoid that. Although you're seeing kind of all those little unwritten rules about pitching and pitch calling just totally get thrown out, out the window in today's game. Just because, you know, I think the data and the analytics is showing that some of these pitches are effective against certain batters. So, yeah, the Merrill Kelly's changeup has really improved. I mean, it, it's a 90-mile-an-hour changeup. It's not that far off of his fastball. You can see how he chokes it down in the grip, and then it, it really has that good sinking motion. takes a lot of spin off of it, and that's what's going to get you that downer movement on the pitch. It was really effective tonight. He's got really good arm speed. He tunnels really well with it. Um, the fact that he has five different pitches that he commands, and, and again, it's all out of the same window. He's he just, he's done a great job this year, and again, I don't want to give too much credit to him uh, because the Brewers' bats are responsible a little bit for his success tonight and the lack thereof uh, of their bats coming alive. Um, but, you know, he pitched well, and he's, he's really pitched well all year. Yeah, for the Brewers... They need to get some more offense, but maybe it'll come tomorrow against their old friend, Zach Davies. We're going to look at it tomorrow and look around uh, the rest of the picture for the Brewers. We're going to talk a little bit about the new guys on the team. We saw Luis Perdomo pitch, and we briefly saw Este Uri Ruiz make his Brewers debut for the crew. All that coming up here on Brewers Extra Innings on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. It's a 5 nothing loss for the Brew Crew. If you want to join in on Brewers Extra Innings, 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. I'm Dominic Catronio. We still have Vinny Rutino joining us for some analysis on this one. And we've talked about it since the trade went down, of course, with Josh Hader, that Este Uy Ruiz is one of the most electric players in the minor leagues, 70 stolen bases, 70. That is not a fluke number. That is insane. And he is now on the big league club, of course, today. 
28-man rosters now expanded for the final month of the season. You're only allowed to have 14 pitchers and 14 position players, so they added Este Uwe Ruiz to the active roster and also brought up Luis Perdomo from AAA Nashville, who pitched two scoreless innings of relief here tonight. But for Este Uwe Ruiz, Vinny, I mean, this dude, he he popped out tonight in his first Brewers at-bat. He's already made his big league debut. He's still on the hunt for his first big league home run, but for Ruiz... Now with Christian Yelich, you might see a little more of Ruiz coming up down the stretch here, right? Yeah, all of a sudden you can see a really speedy outfield, right? If you have Garrett Mitchell in center, SD Ruiz in left. Uh, I mean, yeah, all of a sudden it could look like the Diamondbacks outfield, right, with how, how fast mm-hmm. they look out there as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, a couple of young players, uh, exciting players, especially Ruiz. Like you said, the 70 stolen bases. Um, he looks really good. I mean, the bat speed looks really good. Looks like a compact swing. Looks like a, a professional at bat. Um, it, this guy's got a high ceiling as well as, as Garrett Mitchell. So it, it'll be exciting to see. You know, hopefully Christian Yelich is fine, but it'll, it'll be exciting to see these two young guys um, take the reins out there in the outfield. 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We're going to go to that right now with Bob. At least the relievers had a good night, but still the inconsistency, something improves, then something gets worse. They see, they still don't seem like a playoff team yet. That is from Bob. Well, games like this certainly make you think, how is this team still in the hunt for the playoffs? But... This is rock bottom, right? This is the absolute bottom of the barrel of what their performance could be. Getting shut out, of course. Uh, Merrill Kelly pitched very, very well. No extra base hits. you got to let it play out. This is a four-game series, and obviously you got off on the wrong foot, but there is still an opportunity with Zach Davies and Madison Bumgarner going over the next two days. Not Merrill Kelly and not Zach Gallon is the way I'm looking at it for the Brewers to try to take an opportunity to take these next two games. How do you view the rest of this series and for the rest of the road trip, given they're going to Colorado, which is always a tough place to play after this? Yeah, this was this is a tough road trip. This is the road trip right before the gauntlet of games that they have to play against the Yankees, um, the Mets, and the Cardinals. And don't forget, there's a doubleheader in there against the San Francisco Giants as well. So this is uh, this is a tough you know seven games right here in a row these four and then the three against Colorado um not not the way that they wanted to start it for certain um you do have you know an opportunity to win tomorrow because of the matchup right I think Zach Davies is a guy that this offense is is we've seen this offense be more comfortable against guys that don't throw you know a billion miles an hour right Zach Davies is going to be a pitchability guy a guy that nibbles on the edges throws that curveball in there has the good changeup but this offense seems to really do a good job of not chasing out outside the zone and that's kind of what Zach Davies models his game after just really tries to get you to chase you know nibble on the edges get you to expand the zone a little bit the Brewers don't do that so I actually think this is a good matchup for the offense opportunity for them to bounce back, and then Eric Lauer has been pitching really well. As long as he can keep the ball in the ballpark, he's given up 25 home runs this year. Keep the ball in the ballpark. um, Should be able to keep this Diamondbacks team to a low number. As for Davies going tomorrow, lefties against his changeup are only whiffing 25% of the time, but they're only hitting 221 against it. As you said, pitchability, he's going to nip on the edges. He's probably going to see a ton of lefties in the order tomorrow. Granted, we're going to wait to see what happens with Yelich. Probably going to have Wong and Telez in there, of course. But uh, Ruiz is right-handed. Mitchell is left-handed. Wonder what they're going to do in center field. Of course, Tyrone Taylor is available, too. But the Brewers... 
have some kind of funky lineups to, to work with right now, even if Yelich has to be day-to-day, which is what it sounds like from Craig Council right now, for, with his uh, neck issue. We'll hear from the council, from uh, manager Craig Council in just a little bit. But for the Brewers to – I want to ask you this question before we let you go, Vinny. For the Brewers to show you they've got something, not necessarily like a win. I mean, a win's the easy answer, right? But – what do the Brewers have to show you in these next, you know, two three games against the Diamondbacks to say, you know what, they are worthy of being con- ser- taken seriously to make the postseason? What do you think they need to show to say, you know what, yes, this this team has it to make another Craig Timber type run? Tom, Tom, I was just saying on the set. I did the pre and post game show today in Valley. I was just on set with with um, Stephen Watson. I was just thinking to myself, man, playoff teams don't play like they just played they they really don't so what do they have to do uh they gotta win the next three in my opinion and I'm just, that's kind of like okay what do you mean they gotta win the next year I, I think this is a tough team this diamondbacks team in a tough place to mm-hmm. play on the west coast and so you have to show me something and, and show that you can beat this team and beat them these next three games in order to to, to get in the playoffs it, Without that, they're gonna, they're just diving, digging themselves in in a pretty deep hole as far as games that they have to make up. Right now, it's not a three game deficit; it's a four game deficit. Because remember, they don't have the tie break with the Padres or the Phillies. So, um, any more losses on this particular road trip um, is is gonna dig them into a hole. Um, obviously, win the series, but really, I mean, they gotta they gotta go they gotta go three zero these next three games. It's going to be uphill sledding, to say the least, for the Brew Crew moving forward. Uh, but Eric Lauer going tomorrow. You said he's got to keep the ball in the ballpark. But for Lauer, he's really grown up this season. And this is another opportunity for him to be the stopper. What does he need to do to be successful against this young Diamondbacks lineup? Yeah, so for me, he's just got to continue to, you know, just keep guys off balance. He's got to throw strikes. Every once in a while, he gets in trouble with just flying open a little bit with that front shoulder, and then he'll just sail a ball up and away. And he just has to avoid doing that. He's been doing that less and less. Um, But, uh, you know, don't be predictable. You know, mix your stuff because this team, despite being young, it's a smart group of hitters right here. They're instinctual, and they put the ball in play, and they're very fast. So, um, yeah, just just pitch his game. Don't try and – it's a little cliche. Don't try and do too much. Pitch your game and uh, try and keep them off balance, and Eric Lauer should be fine. All right. Vinny Rettino, go get some rest, man. It's 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 midnight now pretty much, all right? So thanks <laughs> for uh, talking to the Brewers with us and talking on TV, all right? Sounds good. Thanks, Tom. All right. Vinny Rettino joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. More of your tweets, more of your text, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. More to come on Brewers Extra Innings on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's a 5 nothing loss tonight for the Brew Crew. They get shut out by the Diamondbacks in the first of four games. I'm Dominic Catronio. Uh, we got some injury updates to come. Uh, we also want to find out what the heck's going on with the two-out hitting. That's been the story for the Diamondbacks in this game. Six for 13 with two outs. They started five for six. Let's hear from the head man himself, Craig Council, on his thoughts on Craig Council, or on uh, Christian Yelich's injury and, of course, the approach by the Diamondbacks with two outs today. Yeah, I mean, I think the first two innings, uh, probably especially, um, you know, two quick outs, um, and then a, 
you know, base hit and just hung a slider, it looked like. And then um, same same thing in the second inning and, you know, not, not hard contact, but still still had two outs and a chance to, you know, really get out of that inning. So that was frustrating. And we had almost got, you know, the, the, the sixth was – you know, they got it off to a good start. He made a couple of pitches to cast him in a nice play and then um, just left something up there, it looked like. That's a, that's a tough break, too, because Keston makes such a great play. You think you're cutting down a run there. And yeah, we just, you got, you know, we just didn't finish the inning. Um, and it's obviously still, you know, 3 nothing at that point. Um, but that was, that was a big hit. What's the early word on Yelich? Um, just irritated his neck um, on the on one of the swings in that second at bat um, you know, we're day to day he's been um, really on that home stand throughout the baseball a ton and just where you're at in the season are you worried about him missing time or just being compromised um, well I, I think there's a chance that he misses a couple days but I, I wouldn't worry on, worry about it past that what about offensively, Craig? I mean, it was tough getting anything off of off of Kelly with just one runner in scoring position. Yeah, I mean, he, he's look, he's having a great year. He's been pitching really well. Um, you know, I mean, I thought the first inning. You know, we got into some good counts um, with, you know, three of our four guys. Uh, you know, I think the first three of the first, you know, Willie had the base end and the other three guys got into a 3-1 count and, and couldn't do anything with that. And then second inning, he got a little better and then he, and then he got locked in. And, you know, that's what a good starting pitcher does. And we, we kind of let him into the game and he started making pitches. And um, after that, we were really quiet. Craig, with those teams you're chasing, idle, does, does, is this a missed opportunity? You know, did you look at today any different than any other day? I mean, I, we, we, have to, we have to worry about playing games and beat, beating teams, and we didn't do enough to um, do that tonight. Would you like with what you saw from Luis? Well, yeah, I mean, I thought Luis, Luis was exciting, really. I mean, the stuff was a click up from the first time we we saw Luis. Um, you know, velocity was up. I mean, you could just tell the sinkers, whereas it was a different pitch tonight. Um, so, you know, I, we thought Luis would play a role here, and um, you know, that, was, that was two really good innings. So from the manager... Craig Council talking about just need to take care of business, right? Just take care of the wins. The question came from Adam McAlvey about, well, with the idle teams, do you feel like this was a missed opportunity? I loved Council's answer there because he says, no, we just need to win games. That is the only priority right now. If the Brewers go, you know, 30 you know, the rest of the season, but they still don't get in, they controlled what they could control. They went 30 you know. You just need to win games and see how everything else shakes out because you don't have any more games head-to-head with the teams you're chasing in the wild card. You've only got four more games with the Cardinals, obviously, which means you can't sweep them and suddenly have them yourselves on the other side of the ledger. So just winning games will take care of everything. We've got a couple of highlights to get to in just a second. You're on the home of the Brewers. Brewers Extra Innings rolls on on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Well, the Brewers fall five to nothing, and for this one, the Brew Crew there really aren't 
much highlights to talk about in this contest, but we're going to get into a handful of them here in this segment. And if you want to get a couple quick texts in before we wrap up the show, 855-616-1620 is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. So let's get to the highlights here as the Brewers, well, they obviously didn't score a run, but the Dimebacks did, so how did they do it? Started off in the first inning. A two-out, two-strike double by Cattell Marte got things going. And then two pitches later, it was Christian Walker getting the job done. Woodruff's 1-0. High fly ball, deep left field. Yelich going back to the wall, and it is gone. Make it 31 home runs for Christian Walker. And the Diamondbacks take a 2-0 lead. He leads Arizona in homers, and he's playing gold glove defense at first, and he makes the Brewers pay in the first inning. We go to the second with two outs. First two batters retired relatively easily. Yep, another two-out double by Alec Thomas. Then Geraldo Perdomo, the bottom of the order, and once again with two strikes. The one-two pitch to Perdomo. Ground ball through the left side. That's going to get into left field for a base hit. Around third is Thomas. He will score. It's 3 to nothing. Diamondbacks on an RBI single by Perdomo. So just nine batters into the game. The Diamondbacks had a 3 nothing lead. On the other side, the Brewers had a couple of base runners in the first nine batters, but that was it. They didn't move past first base. Willie Adamas and Jace Peterson had singles in the first couple of innings, but Merrill Kelly was absolutely terrific tonight. He goes seven shutout innings, only allowing four singles, no walks, and seven strikeouts. Simply dominant. Also, it helped that his offense kept adding on. And once again, with two outs, Josh Rojas was at the plate. First pitch to Josh Rojas, and this is driven out to right center field. A long run for Garrett Mitchell. It will hit off the top of the wall. One run is in. Perdomo around third. He is going to score. It is a two-run double that just missed getting out of here by about a foot off the bat of Josh Rojas, and it's 5 to nothing, Diamondbacks. Yep, Lane Grindle said it well there. It barely missed getting out of the yard. If the wall wasn't there, it would have gone 427 feet, which would have been a homer in 26 ballparks. But Rojas had the fourth and fifth runs batted in with his RBI double, and which was the final score today. The Brewers had just one at-bat with a runner in, in scoring position going 0-for-1 in that one at-bat. And obviously, they did not ring the bell tonight with no home runs, but... Don't remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army Red Kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. A few more final thoughts and look ahead to tomorrow's game coming up here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. It's a 5-0 loss for the Brewers tonight as they'll try to rebound tomorrow. First of four games in this series and the first of seven on the road. This is the last multi-city trip of the season for the Brew Crew. And it's their last time going west, you know, this far anyway, at least to the Pacific and Mountain time zones. The only other road trips are to St. Louis and to Cincinnati. So that will make things easy on the travel. And, of course, after this road trip ends, 20 of the last 26 games are at home. That's certainly helpful, too. But as many folks have pointed out, the quality of opponents go up when you get back home as well with the Yankees and with the Mets coming to town. And, of course, four more games head-to-head with the St. Louis Cardinals. Looking ahead to tomorrow's game, coverage begins at 8.05 right here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ, 8.40, first pitch central time, that is. Eric Lauer getting the ball. 
He is 10-5 and five with a 3.58 ERA. Going up against Zach Davies, he's 2-4, and four, a 3.82 ERA. We just heard from Craig Council a moment ago talking about Christian Yelich. He is going to be day-to-day feeling something in his neck during his second at-bat of the game. And he had made some good defensive plays in this contest, too. A great sliding catch in the first inning, running up against the wall in the third inning as well, but then was pulled heading into the bottom of the fourth inning. And... Uh, Obviously, we found out after the game that it was a neck issue for Yelich. So he'll be day-to-day. But if there's a time to have some reinforcements ready to go, it's right now, obviously, with Este Uri Ruiz called up. He won't be placed on the IL, it sounds like. But you've got Ruiz, obviously, available to play the outfield. You obviously already have Tyrone Taylor, Garrett Mitchell, uh, Hunter Renfro as well. Even Jace Peterson can play in a pinch. Custin Hira can play in a pinch. So the Brewers are fine as far as outfield depth goes. And they're also going to need uh, some depth out of Eric Lauer. Granted, the bullpen did its job today. Suter only faced one batter, and then Perdomo mopped up the final two innings of this game. So getting some length out of Lauer to keep that A bullpen fresh will certainly be huge in this one. Do you go to Taylor Rogers? imagining there's going to be a lot of righties in the lineup, though, tomorrow? Uh, they have some really, really talented players on their bench, like Stone Garrett, who hits the ball a mile every other time. Emmanuel Rivera has been a really good acquisition for the Diamondbacks since coming over from the Royals. You'll see Carson Kelly, I'm sure. But the uh, the Diamondbacks, they're a fun, exciting team right now. They're young. They're hungry. They don't know how good they can be. They're 62 and 68 now. The Brewers are just 69 and 61. We're going to wrap up the show here in just a little bit. The Brewers need to get some length out of Lauer, and they need to see if they can get that A bullpen back on track against the Diamondbacks tomorrow at 840. Final thoughts coming up next on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Wrapping things up on Brewers Extra Innings. We'll be with you all weekend here from the Valley of the Sun at Chase Field. Uh, All four games, well, today was game one, so the next three games we'll all have Brewers Extra Innings following the contest, and we'll get your calls and texts in to talk about it all weekend long. If you're not staying up late, if you're listening to this the next morning, it's always available on 620WTMJ.com, available wherever you get your podcasts as well, Apple Podcasts. It will drop right there in your inbox tomorrow morning. Looking ahead, the Brewers only 32 games to go. There's no time for moral victories. There's no time for, oh, they played well, they'll figure it out tomorrow. No. This was a game that hopefully you would think for the Brewers is a slap in the face saying, wait a minute, we only got four hits? They were all singles? This is the kind of game that maybe the team needed facing a quality opponent. We've talked about the fact that the Diamondbacks' record doesn't share how good they are. They're really probably actually a team that flirts right around 500. They've had some serious closer and bullpen issues this season, uh, which has really been part of the reason why they have so many losses. But for the Brewers to figure out, figure it out fast, too, by the way, how can they rebound? Because the offense has been home run or bust for the last couple of weeks. And yes, they didn't need a home run in yesterday's game on Wednesday against the Pirates, but it was the Pirates. There was a million walks in that game. Everyone kind of got lulled to sleep in this one. Today, they kind of got, they heard the bell ring in the boxing, and then uh, all of a sudden the first punch was thrown, and they had no idea how to react. So the Brewers need to see some urgency coming. I mean, 32 games to go. It is going to be over in the blink of an eye coming up here down the stretch for the Brew Crew. Mentioned it earlier, but mentioned it again. 
not much change in the standings given both Philadelphia and San Diego were off in tonight's action. So the Brewers are three back of the last wild card spot, which is essentially four back because they do not have the tiebreaker on either Philly or San Diego. Also, St. Louis was off tonight. They are still uh, six games clear, uh, or sorry, seven games clear of the Brew Crew now as they only have four more games to go head-to-head. Not much action elsewhere in baseball today as far as newsworthy to take a peek at what's going on in the playoff races. Not many great matchups in this one. But hey, Baltimore hanging in there in the American League race as well as they beat Cleveland today by a 3 nothing score. For the Brewers, maybe the young guns start getting things going again. We had the great first couple of days for Garrett Mitchell. That was a lot of fun. He has cooled off since then. Maybe Este Uri Ruiz brings a little bit more of that spark as well. Maybe Eric Lauer with the zoom ball can get things going back on track. And even after tomorrow, you have Corbin Burns getting the ball on Saturday. So you still have Burns Day to come in this series. And then you'll finish things off with the ground ball specialist, Jason Alexander on Sunday going up against Zach Gallen, who's been one of the National League's best pitchers in the second half. You don't want to be relying on Sunday for a split against Zach Gallen. You want to hope to try to win these next two games, try to win the series outright on Sunday, which will be a tall order against a guy who's thrown 34 and two-thirds consecutive scoreless innings. That's what awaits the Brewers in the finale of this series. But between then, Zach Davies tomorrow and then Madison Bumgarner on Saturday should certainly keep the Brewers in the mix a little bit. You would figure the offense can find a way to wake up and get things going. But one thing we know tomorrow, sounds like there's going to be a new leadoff hitter tomorrow, given that Christian Yelich is going to be day-to-day with his neck soreness. Keep an eye out on that. Perhaps Colton Wong goes back to the leadoff spot. Another news uh, coming from today's game pregame. So we saw Mike Brasso taking batting practice today. So that's another guy that can be added back to the active roster. you got to wonder who would be sent out in that scenario. I imagine the Brewers are going to want to get some regular ABs for either Ruiz or Mitchell, whether it be in the big leagues or the minors. That decision looms when Mike Brasso does return to the Brew crew. Well, they fall 5-0 tonight. There's 32 games to go. Time to put the pedal to the metal for the Brew Crew. Not much time to fix things as they face, essentially, a four-game deficit for a playoff spot. For Justin Pottinger, back in our studios in Milwaukee, I'm Dominic Catronio. Signing off from Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. Again, the final. Brewers fall 5-0. Until next time, keep on swinging.